So for my book, I listened to, almost said read, listened to the book Watchers. It was written by Dean Kuntz. Um, originally came out late 80s. Um, it was a book about a someone who, they were from the army and they lived in this reservoir. Um, and they actually came across uh, these like bioengineered like a dog and this monster called the outsider and uh, the dog is super smart and the man befriends the dog but then there's this whole mysterious there's a secret lab somewhere there's this mystery that kind of unfolds um, they, they have like the classic you know it's very much like a pulp horror kind of thing so it's got all the tropes there's like a um, there's like a female character that is introduced by being stalked by someone else. And then, you know, the main protagonist like rescues her, so to speak. And they have that. It's a relatively small cast because I think something big in this book is it's about isolation and about paranoia. Um, and, you know, it's the, the sort of contrast between feeling completely alone when you're in the woods versus the ever watchful eye of the government, you know, other people like per particularly people with like malintent. Um, and uh, Dean Koontz has been New York Times bestseller. Um, I think I think he's made the list almost 30 times. Um, and the audiobook was read by Eduardo Ballerini. Um, I actually know him from Sopranos. He's in the later seasons. Uh, uh, he works with Chrissy, um, and it's kind of funny to hear him so buttoned up. The audiobook does kind of read a little, uh, or rather listen a little stiff personally. Um, I've read some audio or heard some audiobooks that, um, can kind of dress things up a, a bit, but then again, it's a spectrum and there are some that are so flat that I think this kind of falls in the middle for me, um, as far as, uh, uh, an enjoyable uh, experience getting through that, and I would I would say that's basically that's Watchers, um, and that one and he won an, an award for it uh, for the voice work uh, in 2019. All right, sweet. Um, so the audiobook that uh, I listened to was called Spinning Silver by Naomi Novak. Um, it came out in July 2018, and it was published by Del Rey. Um, the audiobook was narrated by Lisa Flanagan. So it's a fantasy novel that focuses on a female lead character. Um, it has like your classic fantasy setting, um, like cool aesthetic of your mythical creatures, um, your big world. Um, but yeah, it takes place in this larger than life world. There's a lot of characters that the main character ends up running into. Um, and before I get into like the plot, I just wanna say like Lisa Flanagan, she did a good job at really like painting the picture um, and pulling in the listener because um, as you know, you know, it, fantasy, it has a big, um, you know, focus on world building and how large, how larger than life something, you know, the feel of it. So, um, so the main character, Miriam, was she was born in a family where her father was a money lender. Basically, that's how they made their money. Um, so most of his uh, most of the money he once had, he loaned out and he essentially ran his money into poverty. And Miriam ends up taking over for her family and takes a small amount of money that her grandfather loans her. It's literally like, I think it, it, it's just like this little silver 
coin pouch and she turns it into a lot of gold and she ends up you know turning her family's fortunes around um but once this happens she uh ends up running into issues she didn't like really foresee but not but not only like with government because it's you know it's a fantasy it's a fantasy novel so um not only does she run into issues with like the king and the monarchy and the government or whatever but also just with like mythical monsters and creatures along the way but uh, overall it's a pretty good book um it explores a variety of different themes but you know it also gives that a uh, classic fantasy adventure and i enjoy listening to it so um, yeah that's pretty much all i got all right and the book that I listened to was called Saigon by Phuc Tran. So for starters, Phuc Tran was born in Saigon, Vietnam. His family moved to America from Vietnam in 1975 during the fall of Saigon. He grew up in Carlisle, PA, which is right outside of uh, Lancaster County. His family grew up there and immediately became known as that Asian family in town. From there, everything was anything but easy. When he got to the US, he was left with a pretty tough decision of deciding whether or not to change his name. The original pronunciation of Phuc Tran's name was Phuc with a P. And instead of changing his name altogether, he took the opportunity to keep the name he had as an attempt to stay as true to himself as possible and kept the American pronunciation of his name, which was Phuc. The book was written and narrated by him, which makes it really personal. The book just recalls him and how his family travels as refugees to America, fleeing from Saigon, which is a, hence the book's play on title, Sai, Gan. It has themes of racial injustice, inequality, lessons of racism, and talks about the fight to fit in. Phuc Tran quickly realizes that the people who would reach out to his family to save them would also be the people who were most incredibly racist towards them. His family got the hint to stay in the drive through lane over going inside of McDonald's restaurants. He quickly found out that people would make fun of his name, eye shape, and call him just about every racist slur in the book, as sad as it is to say. He eventually found his own community of people he liked in the group of, quote, outlaws who enjoyed skateboarding, the Sex Pistols, and the Rolling Stones. He talks about how he rarely felt like he could ever live up to his father's expectations and had to fabricate personalities of himself when he talked to different people. He eventually breaks all the stereotypes of who people want him to be, who his dad needs him to be, and he flees to New York City where he becomes a tattoo artist and part-time decides to teach Latin. Although modern day Tran does not teach Latin anymore, he's still a pretty renowned uh, tattoo artist in New York City. He also just continues to talk about how his story has shaped him and how it can shape others and continues to fight for racial injustice. So that is a little review on Saigon. That's funny because I feel like, uh, so just to kind of talk about them a little bit, that what jumps out to me is that your book is a lot more rooted in reality and there's like a sort of a autobiographical element to it, especially because it's being read by the author. And like yeah. uh, Max and I, our books are just fantasy <laughs> and yeah. mine's more in the horror realm. And then Max seems more like an adventure and like there's mm -hmm. like excitement and exploration in it. Um, so we, we, you know, we managed to pick very different books, which is, yeah. is that, that being said though too, like, um, like even though like we have kind of more of like the, the fantasy element, like there's definitely, at least in, in my book and in, in uh, Saigon and Ivy's, like there's definitely a focus on like family as like an importance. Um, yeah, I would agree. There's like a, there's very thematic like elements in there where they both they both have very strong and the story's actually driven by, you know, family 
um, whether it's like family issues or family coming together kind of thing. So that's, I mean, that's pretty cool that even within the differing genres, like we can find that middle ground. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause I don't know about you, yours, Josh, because you just, like you said, there's not like a lot of, there's not a big cast or anything. It's very like about outsiders or whatever. It's, or it's very like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like also just the genre of horror and thrillers spend so much time in people's heads and just like, you know, working around like their anxieties and, you know, what they think is going to happen. And then it plays with the expectations, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of like the complete opposite of like, you know, because like, like in, in the fantasy adventure thing, it's like or like my book, it's like a because there's so many little characters and stuff it's it's more more about the world it's not like like you said yours is like inside people's heads too much or a lot so it's you know it's very it's kind of a different thing um even though they're both kind of like fiction very fictional you know things yeah 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 they're fictional but they have real life lessons that, which yeah. I appreciate. yeah i do appreciate that that's definitely uh, a thing. I, I have a hard time when people tell me that they only read nonfiction because I'm like, there's so much truth in fiction. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> like you're missing a pretty important part of the human story if you ignore fiction. Yep, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's the books. Yeah.